This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Beryl van der Merwe, and today in episode 72, we're going to be talking about free tools to create slideshows. To start off with, we need to ask the question, why would one even want to create a slideshow? Well, in today's very visual world, slideshows, presentations are something that accompany many talks. So whether your child is going to be presenting at a co-op class or later on at college or even in the workplace, it is likely they're going to need to have a slideshow to work with. Rather than letting them have to figure this out by themselves when they're in college or at work when they're told to do a presentation, this should be a skill that you're introducing to them when you are homeschooling. You may even need it yourself. Um, I could think of instances where you perhaps might lead a homeschool group or perhaps you run a co-op and you need to do a presentation. And this is something that is very useful for you to be able to do as well. Now, this to go into detail um, on my next topic is beyond the scope of this podcast as we are already focusing on the tech. But you do need to spend some time teaching your child how to put a good slideshow together. Simply being able to use a slideshow tool, and there are many free ones, we're going to talk about them in a minute, is not enough. You can't just slap various things down and expect this to turn into some kind of a great slideshow. There is a fun video that you can look for on YouTube called How Not to Do a, I think it's called How Not to Do a PowerPoint Presentation. My dad shared it with me years ago and he goes through all the errors. You don't want to use a lot of different fonts. You don't want crazy transitions. You don't want many bullet points. He talks about it as death by bullet point. Instead, you want to keep it very clean and you want what is on that screen to complement what you are saying. I teach speech and one of the things my children, my students do have to do is to do a speech with a slideshow. And even after I go over all this with them, I'll still find one or two who will succumb to the temptation to put all the words that they need to say up on the screen. Well, if somebody is just going to read it, there is no point in talking about it. On the screen should just be a main point and some kind of a diagram or picture that helps reinforce that idea in the minds of the people who are listening. So go through that with your child so that they don't just think it's it's an easy way to remember what they have to say. So once you've now spent some time talking about how to make it look good, and obviously as they actually create them, you can give them some pointers as they go along. But you do need to decide on a tool, and there are a number out there. I'm going to be talking about six different ones. The first one I'm going to mention is PowerPoint or Keynote. I'm putting them together because depending on whether you have a Windows computer or a Mac, you should have those just coming on your device. These are um, 
both industry standards and many, many people use them. They are both fairly powerful and a good idea to learn to use. Of course, the problem is if you have a Mac, you can't run the PowerPoint. Well, you can import it into, into Keynote, but you can't alter it as a PowerPoint unless you buy a separate PowerPoint. And if you have um, a PC, you can't use Keynote. So depending on in which circumstances they're going to be using it, it might not be the best tool if they're going to be needing to send it to someone else. So for instance, in my online classes, I always tell students rather don't use that because uh, whoever's grading it, whether it's me or the teaching assistant, may not have what they have and so may not be able to access it at all. Or if they do, you might find that some fonts don't work, etc. Number two is one of my favorite uh, resources, and that is Google Slides. I like it because it is very easy to share with anybody. Anyone on any type of computer can easily access and read it and see what exactly what you've done. And of course, it is collaborative. So more than one student can work on it at a time. So if you're doing a group project, this is definitely the way to go where you can all be working on the same, the same presentation. The other thing about it is that as a, um, a teacher or parent, you can leave comments. So if your child is doing it and submitting it to you to have a look at, you can leave some comments and say, why don't you do this or why don't you do that? I use Google Slides a lot because when I'm doing talks for conferences, etc., online ones, um, or even live, it's really easy to just be able to log into my Google account, pull up my Google Slides, and there we have it. Um, I have a whole podcast episode on Google Slides, so you can also go and listen to that for other ideas on how to use Google Slides, but obviously just using it as a presentation tool is a good place to start. The next tool is Prezi. Now, if you don't know what Prezi is, go take a look. But if you think about those presentations where you see um, like the whole sort of presentation at once and then the speaker zooms in to specific areas, that would probably be a Prezi. Prezi has just come out with a new version called Prezi Next, which is very powerful and easy to use. These are obviously all free tools. Um, some of them have paid versions, but you can, you can do everything without paying. Well, PowerPoint and Keynote, you can only use, obviously, if they come free on your device or else you would have to pay, but you know what I mean. Um, so Prezi Next and Prezi is just a different look and feel. Um, it's, it's not going linearly, but rather you can zoom in and out. So particularly if you're wanting to do something, you're not sure which point you're going to bring up next, or you're going to let people from the audience perhaps somewhat dictate the direction you're going in. This is good because you can just click and zoom in uh, in different ways. And it's not the same as in a Google slide where you're searching for the next slide because you've got it all starting off in one place. Tool number four is Adobe Spark. And again, this is one that I've talked about it quite a few times, and it does have an actual presentation maker. I think it is the most limited of the different ones that um, I'm mentioning today, but it's there and it's worth a look at. One of the nice things about Adobe Spark is that it's really easy to find photos. They um, There's just a little button you can click on and they will find ones that you can use freely in presentations. 
Obviously, you might not be able to use all those photos if you're selling your presentation, but if it's just going to be for once off, typically all the photos that they have at their disposal can be used like that. It's a little tricky to actually find the presentation maker on it. It's literally called Presentation Maker. There will be a link in the show notes. And remember, you can find all the show notes at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. So if you go there, I will put the link to take you directly there. I must say I floated around Adobe Spark for quite a while trying to find it, finding anything but the actual presentation maker. Tool number six is one that I'm planning to play with um, a lot more. In fact, I'm working on a, um, a talk right now and I think I'm going to see if that works out and I might try that instead of Google Slides. One thing that I like about Google Slides, which I'm not 100% sure, um, but I'm sure probably the others do as well, is that you can also just create a PDF from it. So for the talk that I'm working on, I do need a handout. And instead of having to prepare something separately, when I'm finished, I'm just going to export it as a PDF. And voila, everybody has their handout. Tool number five is eMaze, literally spelled E-M-A-Z-E. It has a very cool modern look to it. And I must say it is very intuitive to find your way around it. You can also download it and you can use it offline as well as online. So if you think that you might not have access to the internet, that's then obviously Google Slides might not be your way to go. And this would be great because you can take it with you. You can also though just share a link. So if you wanted to send it to someone else to take a look at or whatever you want to do, that it's very easy to do. And the last tool to mention today is Canva. Again, I have talked about Canva, C-A-N-V-A, with regards to graphics, but they also have the ability to create a presentation. And their presentation also allows for presenter notes, which Google Slides and PowerPoint and Keynote also do that. I'm not sure about some of the other ones, but Canva does, which means that as a presenter, you can be looking at your notes while everybody else is looking at what's coming on the screen. So if you are a little nervous and think you might forget, that is a cool feature to have. Once you've made your Google your, your slides, at least on Canva, you also then have the options on how you want to transition from slide to slide and uh, you can also have both a link or you can download it to off to use offline again it's they have a certain number of free photos you can use in it or you can purchase ones for a dollar obviously you can also upload your own photos so now i've given you six different ones and you're probably saying well which one do you prefer and that's difficult to say as i said for different circumstances, one might want to use something different. But I would suggest that you and your children try them all out and see which one you prefer or which might be the better fit for whatever you want to do. You can't know which one you would like better if you don't actually try them out. And it really doesn't take very long to play around with it or um, try a different one each time you do a presentation and decide which one to stick with and then just perhaps get really good at that. If you know that your children are not going to want to learn from you or don't like learning by themselves, because quite honestly, all of these you can just learn by using help or you can find tutorials on YouTube. But I do teach all of these different ones, not the PowerPoint and Keynote, but the other five 
I do teach them all in the Funder Funder, our show sponsor in their computer applications class. So you can take a look at that. That class is um, completely online and it's for grades 7 through 12 and it runs year long. So it'll be starting up again in the fall. Well, I hope this has introduced you to some types of slideshows you didn't already know about. Do come and visit us in our Facebook group. It's the Homeschooling with Technology podcast community. Come and talk about how you're using these tools. Perhaps share some things that your children have done. It will be great to see in there. And you might even have some other slideshow tools that I have not mentioned that you love and could tell us about. And as always, I would ask you, please just spend a minute and share this podcast with someone. Either just tell a friend about it, share it on your Facebook page. I'd appreciate that. You can just copy it straight from, um, I always share it on Funder Funder's Facebook page. You can just go there and, and share from there. Or you could also do us one better and actually go on to wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating and a review. You have no idea how much I would appreciate that. And it really, really does help the show be found by other people. Well, that's it for this week. I'll see you again next week. Same time, same place. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.